What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, Extreme Version. That's my extreme voice, just in case you guys were curious what that sounded like. But we are talking about the extreme program today. I promise you we would. Can never say I don't deliver. Hope you guys are doing swell. Hope you guys enjoyed your weekends. Hope you guys enjoyed your extreme grind. If it's ongoing, I'm here to help you, hopefully. Or if it's ongoing because you're just taking it slow, good for you. Um, I, because I don't value my mental health as much as I should... Tried to do the extreme program before I recorded everything today, and I did. Um, but it was a it was not a touch grass weekend. Actually, ironically, fun fact: before we get into everything, I did touch grass this weekend. I did some yard work early in the morning, early in the morning, the wee hours. I was outdoors Saturday morning at seven thirty, and then Sunday at the same time to trim the trees in my backyard, the hedges and such, um, because we had record record heat wave during the day, so I couldn't be out while the sun was out, neither here nor there, but to return back to why I bring it up, uh, this is why I don't touch grass a lot, I have an extreme pollen allergy, and no amount of clarity in the world can save me from the hives and rashes that break out on my arms when I'm outside doing yard work, so I had to cut each session short, don't worry, after I showered it all went away, we're good, we're fine, but now we're going to talk about the extreme program. Just want to let you guys know that I did go outside. But let's get into the extreme program, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. If you're new here, thank you for showing up. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe before you go. Let's talk extreme. And before we talk extreme, I'm going to lower the volume so you guys don't have to hear that stupid, stupid static noise. Um, let's start from the beginning. That's where all good things start. Uh, I think SDS, let's give an overarching overview. I think SDS did a, a, a good job at some things with this program and a bad job at some other things at this program. Overall, I would grade Extreme Program a solid B. It's a passing grade. It's a fair grade. Unless you have really strict parents, no one's going to get upset about that grade. So, a, a solid B. There are plenty of positives to talk about, plenty of negatives as well. We start with the program path. Just strictly talking path. We'll get to all the stuff at the end later. It's 100 stars, 100 program points, and you do get some decent packs. You get a 5-pack here, a diamond duo here. Excuse me, a 5-pack ballin'. Uh, diamond duo set, th or pack 30, which is a cool pack. Justin Morneau and Joe Musgrove are both very good. You got a draft pack, a home run derby pack, more ball and bundles, an all-star pack, a diamond equipment pack. This could be very spicy for you if you get lucky. I pulled a 7K batting glove. Uh, there are ones that are far more expensive than that. A rare player choice pack is back, and a 20 bundle. Not bad. Plus, there's XP and stubs all along the way, so not bad. And then when you talk about the player cards you're getting, at 15 program stars, very, very early, in, if you do it the right way, four moments... Cattell Marte, he's back. I thought it'd be a while before we got another 99 Cattell, because we just had one in set one. But Bingo Bongo, he's back. Cattell Marte, I have him at P3 already. Don't be impressed by that. It's only P3 because I've used him so gosh dang much to fulfill his mission, which, again, we'll talk about. But this Cattell is, is great. If you're a Cattell guy, this is, this is a demon. This is a switch-hitting goon with high contact, max clutch, Good enough power. His swing plays plenty above what his power is. Starts at 83 in the field. So when you get him to P2, he's going to be a gold at every position that he uh, can play. 80, oh, 78 speed at start is pretty good. 
Second base primary with short left, center, and right. I think the only place that makes the most sense to play him is second base. Or DH. You're not going to play him at short with the, I mean, incredible depth of options there. Left field, you could probably stick him out there, but I also think we've got plenty of left field depth. Same goes for right field, and then you're crazy if you put him in center field. I just think he's a very boring center fielder. There are better options there. You can get Ronald Acuna for free, who's a right fielder primary, but would be a better center fielder anyway, just as an example. But Cattell's a... Don't, don't get it twisted. Cattell's gross. This is a fun card. This card's a solid A. They built it very well. It's a fan favorite. Check pluses all around. The next card you get is pretty, pretty stupid and dumb and bad. Uh, Billy the Kid, a.k.a. Billy Wagner, because we're still not done with the Incognito series, apparently. Look at this card on paper. He is gross. 125 hit 9, 125 K9, 125 clutch, 99 velo, 99 break, 4 seam slider, curveball, changeup. He has outlier 1. He's a stopper. I don't know really how that impacts anything. And he's a road warrior and a night player. The reason this card is boring is because nobody wants a closer out of extreme. <laughs> And Billy Wagner stinks. His delivery is so easy to pick up. Yes, I understand. Uh, trust me, I understand. The value of a left-handed reliever semi-early on in a new set. We're not really too early on anymore, but early enough in a new set. Trust me, I get it. I understand. If you like Billy Wagner, go right ahead and use it. I am not going to judge anybody who brings this card out of the bullpen because I get it. But I think this card stinks. I think it's boring for extreme. You drop this as like a, a World Series reward, a BR reward. You can make this a Diamond Duo card, honestly. You just, you can make it a Diamond Duo card. Our oldest Chapman was a Diamond Duo, wasn't he? It's basically the same thing. So that's where my issue lies. This card's like a C minus. The only reason it's not worse is because lefty relievers are always going to be welcomed into the game. But I don't look at Billy Wagner as an extreme card. Now... If Bill, I'm not saying give Billy Wagner a sinker cutter. So, hear me out here. Let's suspend our disbelief. If this was a reliever, a lefty reliever with the same attributes who had sinker cutter, maybe we're talking. Unfortunately, that's what the meta is. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. I don't like it either, but let's be realistic here. Billy Wagner, cool card. Diamond Duo would have been better suited. I don't think he's an extreme card. Same goes for this horseshit catcher. Mike Piazza, every year, no matter what the attributes look like, stinks. Because his swing path, you want to call it, his swing trajectory is long. And his vision, it doesn't matter if it's 103 like it is at P2 or if it's 75. It is impossible to turn on inside pitches with this guy unless you pre-swing. And then, like, kind of like what I said with Wagner. You look at this card and it's got some good things going for it. It's got max power versus right, almost max contact versus left. It looks like a World Series reward. It doesn't even have max clutch. Unfortunately, again, SDS has dug themselves this hole. If you're going to give us these cards that you say are the best cards in the game, or as an extreme reward, should be one of the best cards in the game, you can't give me a card that starts at 113 clutch. I know that 113 is far better than 100, and on most difficulties, the difference between 113 and 125 is not going to be a lot. But when you play on Hall of Fame, and especially if you play on Legend, mostly if you play on Legend, the margins matter, and every point means something. 
semi-unfortunate here that we're dealing with another bad Mike Piazza card. I used it online in the event for 43 at-bats. I hit two home runs and hit 279. It's a Hall of Fame event. Against the CPU, I hit 732. And out of the 30 hits I got on rookie mode, rookie, only 13 were homers. This man is the king. I repeat, the king of opposite field singles. He has the fakest 125 or 110 power in the world. Mike Piazza, much like Billy Wagner, is like a C minus, maybe even a D plus. And you can't even argue, oh, but catcher's, catcher's weak this year. He'll definitely play. Catcher's deep as shit this year, especially right now with set two cards coming over and set three around. So Piazza's just not, he's just not in the conversation. He's just, if he's your favorite player, that's awesome. I grew up in New York while he was in his heyday. He's a legend, truly. His cards just stink and it's not his fault. The last program reward card before the biggie boy that we got is Perfect Game Matt Kane. I am so intrigued by this card. Truly. I have not recorded Thursday's How to Pitch with video yet. I'm recording this tomorrow, a.k.a. Monday. We'll talk about him on Thursdays in the video, I suppose. But you look at this card. Max hit per nine. Very nice. As it should be through a perfect game. 99 break. And look above my head, everybody. Now we're at the break screen. Look above my head, everybody. 97 break on the four-seamer. I don't know what that means. 99 break on the slider. 99 break on the curveball. 94 break on the circle change. 90 break on the sinker. This man's pitches be whizzing like wiffle balls. 125 pitch and clutch. 90 V-loads a little low. We're going to see how it plays. I think it'll be okay, but we're going to see. He's got good control with 91 and 100. 90 con 91 control, 100 BB per 9. 102K per 9 is a little low, but I think with the amount that his pitches move, and they move a lot, you're going to get strikeouts. But this guy is going to be a weak contact double play merchant if he works the way I think he's going to work. So we'll, we'll report back on Thursday, but on paper and with the potential of this card, this is like a solid A-. It might... If it ends up being a staple starter in my rotation, I'm comfortable giving it an A, but just because there's some mystery right now, we'll start with A minus. This is a cool card. I'm super this is this is not someone I would have expected for extreme. I knew we would get a starting pitcher. I didn't know who it would be. I was like Bob Feller, maybe. Haven't haven't seen him in a while. I wasn't sure. I'm kind of down with Matt Kane. It's different, it's interesting. It was a cool moment to try to do. We'll talk about that. Cool card. I'm in. And then lastly, the kid, a core card. Everything else has been set three to this point, but this card is core. Ken Griffey Jr. Home Run Derby Series. When they announced this card, I was worried. It was before I saw the attributes. Because generally speaking, what's the problem with Home Run Derby cards? They have no fielding, they tank the speed, and the contact sucks. And they did minimize those areas on this card, but kept it relative to how good the card still is. 90 speed is less... Uh, 90 speed actually might be okay. That's probably fine. 90 fielding is like five points less than I would have wanted Griffey to be, so it's really not a big deal. Unfortunately, he has to play center field to be a diamond until you get onto P5. He's a gold everywhere else. I currently have him in left field on my god squad. He has max power, max clutch. 
Thank the heavens. 100 vision to start. Thank the heavens. Sometimes Griffey cards with bad vision. Griffey needs, Griffey needs vision. Sometimes the bad vision cards stink. And then 110, 110 contact right, 105 contact left, which are fine. 110 contact right is excellent. 105 left is, is almost excellent. But it's all recovered by the fact that he's got max clutch. So he's basically 125s across the board if there's traffic on the bases. A demon card. An A to A plus card. Uh, everyone should find room for him in your outfield. It shouldn't be that hard. Uh, Acuna Mantle Griffey is the way I'm going from right to left. I just took out Dylan Cruz for Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, and if what happens with the Lightning player happens that I hope happens, I don't think that sentence made sense. But if the right thing happens, we'll have Cody Bellinger too to soon throw into that mix. Uh, I'll probably play Cody at first base. But Ken Griffey Jr. is a demon. He's nasty. He's disgusting. Go get him. Now, let's talk about how I got him. I got him in probably... I'm trying to do the hours in my head. Three hours, um, 10, 11, 12. I'd say I got him in about 15 hours, and I took it the leisurely route. There, well, for part of it, I took it the leisurely route. What SDS did well about this program, the content was like a 50-50 good and bad. What they did exceptionally well was give you options. You didn't have to do every single thing listed. You didn't have to do close to every single thing listed. You just had to do some stuff. So we start with the moments. We will talk about every single one of these moments on Wednesday in Whiteboard Wednesday on YouTube, youtube.com slash kdjtv. We're going to rank all of these from easiest to hardest. So we can talk about them more on Wednesday. But I completed this program by only doing one, two, three, four, five, six, six of the moments. And there are 12. I did 50% of the moments and I completed the program. Uh, it's not that the, the difficulties are too hard. A lot of them are on All-Star, few Hall of Fame, a couple Legend. Some of them are just real tricky and annoying and they don't want to do them. And I found other ways to get stuff done. So the moments are there. Missions exist. You can do repeatable missions. That's a huge dub for Extreme. This repeatable mission is quite a lot at PXP, 25,000. But you get three program stars every time you do it. I did it once and got, what is that? Um, uh, I don't know, 60% there to a second time. So I did, it, I did it once. I got three points there. You got to get 50 hits with Catella Marte. I did that through events through uh, single-player versus CPU, and then by leading him off versus the CPU, getting a hit, quitting, getting a hit, quitting, getting a hit, quitting, Go, you know, just, just finishing it out. You can get 10 saves with Billy Wagner. If you unlock Billy Wagner before the Conquest, make sure you put him in there, get your saves there. That's another five points. 15 home runs with Piazza. I did the same thing I did with Cattell, the event, and then the CPU. 50 innings pitch with Matt Cain. That's a lot. That's going to take a while. Uh, 5,000 PXP with extreme program players. I achieved that. That's five points. And then 10K PXP with extreme program players. So from this menu, I got five, 10, 15, 18 points. Couple that with the moments I finished. One of them was a five pointer. <laughs> Math, uh, 28, 20, 33 points. I got 33, I think. No, didn't do that right at all. 50. I got points. I'm not doing math, guys. Math is hard. But I did that. 
I did not play mini-seasons at all, but we will go talk about the mini-season because the mini-season is great. We're going to talk about the mini-season. I did... I'm skipping the optional collection for a reason. We'll talk about that in a second. I did the conquest after I did uh, enough moments to unlock Cattell Marte. The conquest, everybody, is long, sure. But I promise you it's not as hard as you think it is looking at it. You're going to play, like, five of your first eight games will be Hall of Fame. And then basically everything else is All-Star or Veteran. Just make sure you're paying attention to your turns, because you have to complete this thing in six turns. The only game at the end that's going to be tricky is the very last tile is an open tile, and Tampa Bay is going to put a lot of reinforcements there. That's probably a Hall of Fame game. Mine was Hall of Fame. But it's not bad, guys. It's just a time sink. And if you're also trying to complete Team Affinity at the same time, you can get Team Affinity PXP. If you're trying to parallel your God Squad, guys, there's a great chance to do it. Make sure you have Cattell in there. Make sure you have Wagner. If you have Piazza as well already, throw him in. Kill multiple birds with one stone. The Conquest was not bad. Then we go back to the... I don't know why it kicked me out of the program. The Showdown. My initial goal was to skip the Showdown. And just play mini-seasons. But Shane, shout out Shane, friend, supporter, fella, he completed the showdown on his first try and I was inspired. I was like, you know what, I will give it a try. I did not complete it on my first try. <laughs> I completed it on my fifth. But, you got 20 points for doing it. I, because I failed five times, it probably took me two hours to do. Um, I got exceptionally lucky against Randy Johnson on Legend in the final boss. You enter that down 25 to 23. My first batter was 99 Hannes Wagner. It was an 0-2 count. I said, you know what? F it. He's got 99 bunt. Let's do a little drag bunt. I dragged the perfect bunt for a hit. It was the most beautiful bunt you've ever seen. Fred McGriff would have talked about it in a hitting video. Like a tips... You guys, if you're old, you'll remember those tips videos I'm talking about. Next up was Chipper Jones. 99 Chipper Jones. I hit like a rollover... Hopper in the hole between third and short, and the shortstop completely botched the play, couldn't even pick it up to throw it. I had first and second with the first two batters. No one was out yet. Again, you're down two to start, three to win. My next batter is 99 Juan Soto. I was like, let's sit on fastball low in the zone. Lo and behold, first pitch, I got it, I hit the shit out of it, and we beat the showdown. So, 99 Randy on Legend ended up being the easiest of all the bosses for me. It, it's just funny how shit works sometimes. But do the showdown. It is going to be hard. It is going to be annoying. It is going to be frustrating. Draft with the knowledge in mind that you'll be facing both righties and lefties. So have some versatile cards. Some switchies. Make sure you have guys with high clutch. Because you're going to start a lot of the times with runners in scoring position. That's helpful. And take pitches. Don't swing until you have a strike. Maybe two strikes. Depending on how comfortable you are hitting with two strikes. Take pitches. A lot of the times on those higher difficulties, Hall of Fame and Legend, they will throw balls. They're going to make you work. They're going to make themselves work. You're going to steal walks that way. You're going to get their energy and their confidence down, which means they're going to leave more pitches over the plate. Take your time. You don't need to speed run the showdown. I know it's frustrating and I know it's daunting. You're facing a lot of the game's glitchiest pitchers, hardest throwers, worst re releases to pick up. I get it. It can be done. I promise you. And then we talk about mini-seasons here. I told you I didn't play mini-seasons. 
But you can exchange for uh, each voucher for two program stars. And if you play an entire mini-season on Legend, which I know is a big ask, trust me, I'm just using this as an, as an example. If you play the whole thing on Legend and complete pretty much all the goals, you should get roughly 36 points worth of vouchers. I may have done math incorrectly. If you guys have done the math, please correct me down below. But 36 points worth of vouchers for playing a mini-season where you're also getting PXP, completing player missions with Cattell. You're also getting um, stubs and other reward packs, ball-in bundles, diamond duos. If you're a mini-seasons merchant, maybe that's your place to go unlock it. And you can do it again and again and again. You can do this whole thing in three mini-seasons. You can do the whole program. You won't have to do a single moment. You won't have to do the showdown. You won't have to do the conquest. Nothing. But my route to getting the extra points for the program was by playing the event. It is an awful, terrible, despicable event. <laughs> At Polo Grounds on Hall of Fame, you can only use pitchers that are 97 and below because they don't want people using John Donaldson and Shohei. And you can use any hitters you want. Your team is capped at 95. It sucks. It's terrible. It's not fun. I didn't have fun. I had to grind my way to 20 wins to make sure I got Bruce Suter to collect for 3 points and Tom Glavin to collect for another 10. If you're good enough to get 12 wins in the event run, I have not been able to do that yet in this event, but I routinely do it in the other events. You can get a Javi Baez. This card actually looks really good. Really good. You want to use him, great. But you're getting him to collect him, because if you collect him, you get 15 points towards the program. If you can get him, Glavin, and Suter, that's 28 points. You have so many options and places to play this program. That is why I think, overall, this extreme program is a W. There are content problems, a little bit. By no means are Piazza and Billy Wagner actually built badly or poorly. They are just not cards that I would expect nor want from Extreme. I would have thought Mike Piazza was going to be Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox was one of my guesses for the Extreme program. I still don't know where 99 Jimmy is. Hopefully we get him soon. Maybe he'll be the next Chase Pack, though a lot of people will not like that. Maybe he'll be one of the bosses in Set 4. Who knows? 99 Jimmy Fox. Need him soon. Uh, George Brett was another person I thought might be in here. Recognizing I know that he was a collection last year, but we still haven't gotten a demon George Brett. Um, there are a lot of guys I would have chosen over Mike Piazza. But that's just how this is. And Billy Wagner, like I said, is a good, good reliever, I guess. Uh, he would have been a best suited as a Diamond Duo card, or a World Series reward, or a BR reward, or something else. Extreme... When I hear Extreme, I mean, wow, this card blows my balls off. Or like Cattell, like, wow, it's a fan favorite card. I'm so happy now people don't have to wild card their old Cattell. They can use, like, this is a beneficial card for a lot of reasons. That's cool. And you get him early on enough in the program where, like, he's not uber extreme. Wagner and Piazza just kind of dropped the ball here. Like I said, I'm intrigued on Matt Kane. It's too early to give a full review on him. We will do that on Thursday. And Griffey's Griffey. He's a, he's a demon. He's a god. He's insane. Also dropping on uh, Friday with the Extreme Program, we're tops now. Nothing crazy to report here. 
Uh, a couple guys with really nice swings. Michael Steph- uh, Stefanik has a really, really nice swing. Billy McKinney actually has a super nice swing, as does Josh Naylor, which pains me as a Yankee fan to say. Uh, you also get Xander and Joey Votto. These are going to be cool BR cards. But nothing super crazy to report here. Just make sure you're staying up to date on your July tops now so you don't have to catch everything up when the lightning card drops, which it is dropping on a day that I'm going to go tell you all right now when I get to the calendar. It is dropping on August 9th. August 9th is a Wednesday. Lightning player of July drops. Um, probably going to be Cody Bellinger. That's my guess. I, I don't know anybody else that could be at this current moment. So, guys, this upcoming week, there will be no new content from SDS. They said that on the live stream for... Extreme. The live extreme. I hate that they're making that joke, but regardless, here nor there. Um, They are doing a large roster update on Tuesday night to reflect the trade deadline. And because of that, coupled with the extreme content, they're going to basically take next week, not off, they're not going on vacation, but they're not doing live content for next week. The final tops now for July will come out on August 9th based on my understanding of this calendar, along with the Lightning card. And then Friday of that week will be a new rank season, new World Series awards, a new other program, special milestone program. They teased that. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela is getting his number retired by the Dodgers, so a 99 of him will be available through this program. I'm curious what else we're going to get. And then there'll be a roster update as well. So, it looks like Set 3's content has just been light years better. Set 2 was kind of during uh, the, the boring doldrums, SAT word, of the season. But Set 3, they've hit it out of the park with the All-Star Week content, with Extreme, um, with this special Milestone Other program that we already know has a 99 in it. No more grinding for like a 93 overall Craig Biggio in the Father's Day map or program. We're actually getting a 99 out of another program. That's a win. That means they learned. Let's see if they keep it up. There's still 31 days to go at time of recording of set three. There's still plenty of time for them to mess it up. But right now it's looking good. I'm happy. I can't complain. Um, What else do we have here before we go? Oh, sorry. Very last thing before we go. How could I forget? The new Diamond Duos are super cool. Justin Morneau has max power and max clutch. So he's basically 125s across the board with a runner on on scoring position and scoring position. Uh, he can't field at all. He's a DH if you're really going to use him or, or a bench bat, a pinch hitter as a home run derby card. Super, super cool. And then this guy I'm also super intrigued by. I put him in my God Squad rotation to give a chance. Joe Musgrove. Just for reference, I took out Lightning Shohei Otani to put Joe Musgrove in. I think Joe Musgrove is better because his control is light years better. He's got sinker cutter. Changeup with Shohei does not have. Shohei has a splitter, but I think a changeup is just overall a better pitch. Uh, Primary slider is cool. The only thing that worries me a little bit about Joe Musgrove is his lack of velo. We'll see if it... We'll see if it becomes an issue. I will report back my findings, of course. Uh, but Joe Musgrove's super cool. I think if you can get him, go do so. Right now, he's 42K by now. Uh, I got lucky and pulled him out of a pack. So I also pulled Morneau out of a pack. I had very good pack luck the other day, guys. It was nuts. Uh, first time, long time. But that is going to do it for this week's The Show of the Podcast. If you guys have any questions on how to achieve certain uh, things through the Extreme program, drop them in the comments. 
I didn't end up doing tips videos like I had hoped to do. I was going to do a how to do the showdown video, how to do the conquest video, how to do the moments video. But I ended up not doing all the moments. Conquest didn't need a how-to because the turn-based missions were very simple. And I kind of did the showdown um, on a whim. So I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. Um, but I can still be here to answer your questions, of course. So if you have questions, put them in the comment section. I will do my best to address them. And uh, happy grinding. Good luck with your grinding. Don't be stressed if you don't have Griffy yet. You're not meant to get him within uh, two days. Don't be stressed or don't be upset or embarrassed if it takes you two weeks or a month. He's a core card. They said it on the stream. There's a reason he's a core card. We recognize it's going to be either difficult or a very long grind for people to get there. We made him core so people can use him all the time. But if I can help you guys in any way, let me know. I am here for you. My DMs, my YouTube comments are open all the time. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. Love you all. Good luck. And I'll see you next time. Bye.